Okay, we're on Ktuvah Paraket, Mishnah Hey. So in our last Mishnah, we talked about the idea that a husband could force his wife, coerce his wife to be mashbi'ah, to swear, to take an oath if she's doing, you know, business in the house. And Rabbi Eliezer said, even in the household things, he can make her take an oath. Plus, there's other times that a woman has to take an oath. For example, if she wants to take her ketubah, she wants to pay, you know, if, if they get divorced, Sometimes there are times when, let's say, he's not alive, so then they're, they're her, his inheritance can say, well, and maybe he paid you already. Take an oath that you have to be paid. So let's say a woman says, I, like, I'm, I can't stand this lack of trust. I don't want to be married to you. I'm not going to get married unless you agree that there's a level of trust between us. So he says, okay, no problem. I'll never make you take a nedr. If he writes to her in a shtar, okay, or, or he can say to her the same thing. I, I make a commitment. No neder, no oath or shvua, no swearing, okay, promise or swear, any alive. I, I, I have nothing against you. I will never force you. Then, then he can't make her take an oath. Okay, but, but he can take, like, let's say she dies, okay, and then it's money owed, the ketubah is money owed, or, you know, the, 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 and therefore her inheritors come to say, listen, pay the ketubah, or, haba'im birshuta. Okay, the imachrak tubata. Okay, if if she sold her tuba to others, vinid garsha umeita, and then she gets divorced and she dies, tovim tubata. Okay, and the and the people who bought the tuba are claiming the value of the tuba, meaning tuba was was a, was a it was a lien, it was money owed, so she had the right to, to sell that to other people, or or other people inherited that money that was owed to her. He could be mashbir yoshea. He can make them take an oath to say, oh, but you have to take an oath. That she didn't receive any of the any any part of the tuba beforehand because it was only neder ushvua in the alayif on you, not on your not on those people who come because of you, not on your inheritors. But if he writes neder ushvua in the lo alayif va'yoshayich va'alabayim b'shutech, so she's like got smart. She said the next husband she says, listen, I want an oath for me, my inheritors, and people who come in my place in my stead. Then enichol hashbiya lohi. So he can't make her take an oath, neither her, nor nor her inheritors. Nor, should, nor can he make be those who come in her place. There's a, there's a legal term. I don't remember what it is. Okay. But, But his inheritors, okay, if he dies, and she comes and says, okay, inheritors of the estate, give me my ketubah, they can say, one second, maybe he paid you. They can make her take an oath. So she now, the third husband, she's like, forget it. It's not the third husband, but like any husband. She's like, and now I know. I want you to write the following. Neder ushvua, en li lo, li velo, en li velo li yorshai, velo ba'im bershuti, and I, nor my inheritors, nor, nor those who come in my stead, alayich, can't make you take an oath or vow, you, va'al yorshai, or your inheritors, va'al ha'ba'im bershuti, nor those who come in your stead. Then, if he writes that, en uchol ha'shbiya, he can't make her take an oath, nor her, lo hu, Below Yorshav, nor his inheritors. Below Habayim Bershuto, nor those who come in his, in his, in his place. Lo Ota, neither her, below Yorshav, nor her inheritors. Below Habayim Bershuto, nor those come in her place. So therefore, it would make sense. This is the language you want in the Ketubah. If she wants to make sure that no oaths are taking place in this family based on our financial dealings. We'll stop here. Hopefully that, that, that places some level of trust or at least uh, confidence that they're not going to have to start taking oaths all the time. Dedicated learning to my father, Rav Simcha, Bein Yitzchak Talman. Have a good day.